Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello. Hello, Twitch room. Hello, yes. Hello, universe. Hello, NXT friends. Friends! We are here. It is another Tuesday night. We are recording this podcast. Going to chat all about some WWE NXT 2.0. Can't wait. We're on the road to... The road to in your house. We're on the road to your house. On the road to your house. Let us in. Yeah, we're learning how to control our impulses. Yeah, I yeah. am with this show. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a lot going on right now. That's right. Tournament changes, injury angles, so much. There's going to be a lot going on. Sacks of balls, slapping faces. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we happy you found us, new listeners. Check us out on this very free feed. We'll be back uh, this week with B D Elite chatting all about some AEW Dynamite. I think we're we're going to record that on Thursday uh, this yep. week as well. We'll probably go back to Wednesday nights the following week, but uh, this Thursday we'll record that on Twitch at two p.m. Eastern time, and then it'll go up on this free feed. So we'll chat all about the the finals of the Owen Hart thing or the semifinals. What Joe versus Kyle? That should be mm-hmm. lit. So we'll chat all about that and everything. Tony versus Britt in the in the women's tournament. Tony Storm. Yes, mm-hmm. I, th- I was thinking Tony D'Angelo. Was like, no, that, that's the other. That'd show. be crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so all the AEW stuff, because I'm super hyped for Double or Nothing, and we definitely dive into uh, a ton of that stuff on that show, so go check that out. And of course, on this free feed as well, Shot in the Dark with John Cena, where he chats all about the all the other wrestling. You want to know what's going on? He will fill you in on everything with the stats, and in like 15 minutes or less. The guy's a wizard. 
He is. He is a wizard. <laughs> He's our wizard, yeah. He's our wizard. Uh, and yeah, and that, those are all the podcasts, of course, on this feed as Motorcycles it Outsider. It is noisy today. Yeah, the city's come alive again yeah. in, in Toronto. Uh, and then, of course, you can check us out. If you want to hear more of us, guys, You check us out on patreon.com slash upnext because we have so many podcasts out there. Uh, check out our best match ever, Owen Hart, which is up, featuring all us talking all about the best of him. Uh, we have a Was Next where we're, of course, we're in 2013 NXT with these retro reviews but it kind of crosses paths this week as world champ patron you world champs get to pick stuff for up yours and well chris thunder from down under picked nxt in melbourne so we're actually going to be chatting uh all about nxt in 2017 well technically the end of 2016 when nxt went over and did a little world tour they stopped off in melbourne so we are chatting all about that show nakamura versus joe in the cage we're talking about a lot of cage matches yeah. this week, and that wasn't by design. Yeah. That just su- kind of happened, because we've got, yeah, Joe versus Nakamura at the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, in a steel cage for the NXT Championship, putting their rivalry to an end. And then we've got, on our next review, a review from the six, we're talking about Fully Loaded 2000, mm. featuring maybe the greatest cage match ever. Rikishi versus Val Venus. It's a banger. It's a banger. I can't wait to, to rewatch that. Tomorrow. And then, of course, Wardlow versus Sean Spears tomorrow. Oh, right. On in the cage. Dynamite. In the cage. All the match. cages. Wow. Lots of cage matches. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, Double or Nothing's this this weekend, and uh, we're going to be watching it. We'll be doing some sort of review on, on the Monday at some time. But uh, yeah, it's all Vegas. It's Double or Nothing. So, you thought it would be fun to kind of look back at the WWF's version, uh, which was this fully loaded. In, in Vegas, so all the Vegas themed stuff there. So, uh, what Triple H versus Jericho? Last man standing match. Yeah, yeah. You got Rock Benoit for the title. Damn. Okay. You have Undertaker, Kurt Angle. It's gonna be your ass, boy. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. No, I'm excited to to re. It's a good show. I'm looking this forward one. to re. It's been a while since I've watched this one. Yeah. Uh, so that the NXT Melbourne one and all the other podcasts out there that's we've released previously. So yeah. Everything. Last week we released uh, an episode of re- reviews from the six celebrating the 25th anniversary of Slamboree '97. That was a lot fun. of football players. Yeah. You got uh, Ultimo Dragon Ultimate versus Dragon, Regal. Yeah. That was sweet. Rey Mysterio versus oh man, I can't remember his name. That match was great, too. Mm. Uh, there was some sweet matches on Slamboree. It was a fun WCW look back. So there's a kind of a little bit of everything going around uh, on the Patreon. And, of course, all the movie reviews as well. And uh, also, uh, this time last year, we were joined by WH Park to talk about uh, the best matches of Hannah Kimura. Uh, we've just come up to two years since her tragic passing. And uh, I know Post have been putting out terrific stuff uh, this week, I know Karen Peterson puts together something. Hannah Kimura, we just had the uh, Stardom Hannah Kimura like, memorial show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of a good time to go back and kind of celebrate her life and her career. And I think that was um, a really good show we did last year with, with WH. So if you want to kind of go and kind of pay tribute to Hannah in some way and throw on some uh, matches of hers, uh, check out that. That's on the free feed. And we, we reposted it recently on our Twitter. Yeah, it's on the Red Circle link there. And then I think it it's on the YouTube maybe somewhere mm. deep in there. But yeah, go go check that out. But we did retweet that out. So go check it out, all the best of Hannah Kamara, because that was awesome. She's had, She had some amazing matches. And it was uh, great to do that last year. So yeah, go check that out. That's, that's free to listen to, of course. And go check out uh, all the stuff 
that that I, I believe she still has her pro wrestling tees. That all the the, the funds there go to her family. So go check that out as well because she had some awesome merch as well. You have one of her. I've shirts. got one of her. Yeah, shirts, great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all the different podcasts, go check us out at up next podcast on Twitter. And there's a Facebook page and a Facebook group that you can join the whole community there of all the, the BDE universe where we chat all about all sorts of different things like wrestling and movies and all sorts. But yeah, uh, thanks. Welcome to our TED talk. That's yeah. the show. Goodbye. That's it. Uh, there's a lot going on though. There's some crazy things. What's been going on? I mean, Sasha Banks walking out of S- Sasha and Naomi walking yeah. out of WWE. That still seems to be the the thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, what's going on with that?" It's definitely interesting. And I know I'm a broken record when I say such and such needs to be all elite, but Sasha Banks needs to be all elite, 100. percent She could definitely give her the keys to the the mm. the kingdom there and let her take that women's division to the next level. If you know the coolest thing when Moxley left WWE was to you know, go to New Japan or do all these things. Sasha probably wants to do stardom or all sorts of other stuff. So I'm interested to see her leave WWE. It's unfortunate for Naomi yeah. because the bloodline, it would have made so much sense with the Usos and everything. But I think the thing, it's not as easy as she's not just going to walk into AEW. Yeah. And um, I feel this is going to go on, could go on for quite a while uh, and could get quite messy. It's such an interesting approach WWE's taken by just kind of publicly trashing these two in a way, doing it on TV with Michael Cole. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the deal is with their, their contracts, but I know, I believe WWE can freeze contracts for certain reasons and things. So it could be a while before we see these two anywhere. Uh, ultimately down the line, like, yeah, I think they're going to be a huge star whenever they come back, wherever they come back to. But it's just a shame because, like, Sasha especially is one of my favorites. And the fact that it could be, like, you know, a year, potentially, right, yeah, or more see before we see him again. Punk took seven years. Yeah. You know? Um, it's it's a shame, but it's really interesting. I I did see uh, Pat McAfee's comments um, about... Because everyone was going off about his facial expression. He was he was Mike Myers when Kanye West was going off about George Bush and <laughs> yeah. Michael Cole was <laughs> talking. So yeah, he said on his show that he was kind of learning everything there about the suspension and stuff, yeah. and just found he it was like, like fascinating. The... It was like he's like, yeah, that's he was caught. I off don't guard. know anything. Yeah, he was totally caught off guard. On his yeah. facials in that he are was just like, tremendous. Uh, what? Okay, yeah, I, it's it's interesting. I mean, Sasha. Uh, I, I am a big fan too. It looks like, yeah, she was promised a WrestleMania. She was promised things and then she got a little sour about it. And th- one thing led to another. It seemed like she just wanted to do good with the tag division that they keep just, you know, throwing mm. like lies to her or whatever it seems. But of course we don't know th- these people, but I mean, I, I am, am a fan of Sasha Banks and I too would love to see her just wrestle. Like they had her in the same company as Io Shirai. We had the match. It was setting up it sets up for a rematch down the line they never went to that mm. you could have done miko versus sasha as like a special event for nxt uk never done it there's so many different things that i think she wanted to do that maybe she's like you know what i could be go and like help this other roster over there maybe she is watching she feels like someone who watches everything yeah I feel like a she fan. Does. yeah and she's in star wars dude she's in star they don't like they didn't promote that at all we were just on a w- random star wars youtube rabbit hole the other night and we're like watching a clip, you know, Luke Skywalker fucking people up. And we look, oh, look, there's Sasha Banks just in Star Wars. And WWE didn't treat like that was like the biggest thing ever. So they're mess- they messed up. Uh, she is a bigger star than, than they think she, they was. Like I saw someone say, 
they underestimate how big she is a star and overestimate of how big Ronda is a star. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and I think that might be why they're taking this approach. Like back when Austin walked in what? Oh, two, I'd yeah. say. Um, where was he going to go? Yeah. There was nowhere. So TNA. yeah, they did a bit of trashing of him, but yeah, yeah Austin wasn't going to go to TNA. Like, no. um, Punk, like he waited until his AEW thing was a thing before he, he came back to wrestling. Um, I feel that they know in a different era, they'd have just fired, but now it's like, well, you can't do that. So what is the punishment? And it's, I guess what they're doing, like making it very public. It seems very like emotional from their part. It seems like Vince, you know what I mean? You you can see it. You can see it in the statements and everything that he's pissed off that this has happened. Yeah. But I think power to him, you know, like these contracts are so one-sided, like have a, talent turn on the other and hey it's easy to be like well you know that's their job why are they walking out of of a job uh like yeah people do it when people when punk did it everyone went off and praised it well some people did but it's, it's, there's still mixed reaction to, you get people yeah. on both sides either way but yeah i think especially with all these releases in the last couple of years when you realize these contracts just aren't worth anything you know you can get like, fired it right away sign for five years because yeah. it's really a, like a a three-month rolling contract is what you're on. And so, yeah, like, they're, they're, create, they're artists at the end of the day, and they want to kind of protect their art, you know? And sure. when you know you're in an environment now where you're so nothing is certain, you've seen top guys being released there. Like, why not? You know, stand? nothing is certain in wrestling. Nothing. Because there's rumors... Of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon splitting up. I want a divorce. I don't believe it. I don't believe it in my lifetime. Not for a second. What do you think? Okay, so, so, so Stephanie- tell me about these rumors. Okay, because so- you just ended a show the other week, being like, "Hey, apparently Finn Balor and Io Shirai <laughs> asked for their release <laughs> and just left it like that." And I've seen nothing of the sort. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. But I mean, you know, if you see things online, it's like I, I, I never, I, I never know. I never go for it. I always wait till post wrestling post it to be like, "Yeah, it's a sure thing." But I have. I, seen- I haven't seen anything on post. No, they this. haven't. No, 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 no. I haven't seen anything about this. But I mean, Stephanie McMahon leaving WWE or taking this mm. like leave of leave of absence is quite strange. And I know a lot of people online were like, "Oh, you know, maybe there's there's tr- there's trauma, there's trouble at home." Triple H, you know, retiring, the health scare, and everything like that. Like, maybe she's she's taking time off and just being with the family and, and being with him and stuff like that. I've heard he, Triple H is now back working for like WWE doing stuff again. Okay. Yeah, so like. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I that would, like making coffee. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I, it would be so sad if, and if that, if there was any actual truth to those rumors or statements. But just in, like growing up as a wrestling fan, that's just how it was. They were the king yeah, and the king. And, yeah, they're the king and queen of wrestling. So like, yeah. I mean, it, it used to never be, say it, never. It used to be Triple H in China. You know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. This the, the Stephanie Triple H stuff is interesting with Steph kind of stepping away from her right. her role essentially in WWE and saying spending time with family and things. It's it's very interesting. Like the last what two years with the way we've seen NXT kind of go on the USA network, try and compete, 
not win against AEW. Right. Moving days. Triple H getting ill. Like, the show changing completely. Stephanie stepping away. It, it is it is very interesting. And I'm sure at some point we'll hear, like, years down the line exactly what's going on right now. But it's yeah, it's curious. Uh, Wei Tang is in the Twitch chat, says, Brayden's making me nervous with this conversation. Because, I mean, whenever I sometimes say things on a show, they randomly ha- seem to happen eventually. But I'm not <laughs> manifesting Triple H and Stephanie splitting up. I just want that to be clear. I'm not... Saying, so what, why why do you think they're splitting up? I don't know. I I just I see people saying certain things. People posted that she's been making public appearances without wearing her wedding ring. That's obviously like yeah, you know, people take off their wedding ring. It's fine. But hey. I mean, the barista at the coffee shop wasn't wearing her wedding ring, but yeah. apparently she's married as well. That's because so. she's working you, you Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you think the. The pretty bartenders uh, wear their rings too? No. Yeah, I don't know. I hope it's not a real thing. But, I mean, Stephanie leaving is a big, big thing. But, to be honest, in the past, like, little while of wrestling, I mean, like, the past 10 years, Stephanie has been, like, this character that I dread to see on my TV. It is an instant, like, turn off the, the show because I just – I felt like that character ran its course for so long with the the, the, the power. What did they call mm. themselves? The authority. Like, it was so played out. It was a rehash of a rehash. It just felt, like, so – Plain dead. So actually, like, disappearing and, and saying, like, hey, I am taking a step back. Of course, like, a lot more than just on screen, but a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, maybe that's good. And then if you do, like, eventually come back, it makes it a bit a, a bit bigger deal. But I hope to split. That's not a real thing. It is just been a strange year when you factor in, like, Shane uh, leaving at the Rumble. Um, Vince on the uh, Pat McAfee show saying, like, like, he basically expects more from his kids and they don't deliver. Like, it's <laughs> it's an interesting family. Like, yeah. it is real-life succession, 100%. It, it kind of is. Like, it feels like it's like this whole, you know, there should be shows made about the, the McMahons. What happens? There is, isn't there? There's something being <laughs> yeah, made Dark Side things. of the Ring. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Chris Leone in the Twitch chat saying maybe she is running off with Gringo Loco since she showed up to that GCW show. I mean, there's there's that. We there's that, that would be. I mean, that would be an, an upgrade, wouldn't it? Really, <laughs> leaving trips for for Gringo Loco. Yeah, he won our Rumble um, on 2K the other day. Yeah, yeah, we had downloaded Gringo Loco. I'm going to be seeing Gringo Loco on Thursday. You are in in the six. Yeah, go to Demand Lucha on Thursday at the Opera House downtown Toronto. Uh, if, if you're looking for tickets, I'll, I, I got some to give away, but you got to be in the Toronto area. DM us. Who, who's yeah. he facing? Uh, I forget. It's, it's all like Lucha guys. There's some local guys that are not, I'm not super familiar with. I know the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan's going to be there randomly. Ringo Loco versus That would be, that, that sounds wild, but they have announced a second show in, in the next month. And I know Speedball is going to be on the show. Gringo okay. will be back as well. So. But yeah, imagine Stephanie McMahon goes and buys GCW. She leaves WWE, starts her new... Starts wearing a backwards leather cap. Yeah. Steffi and Effie. Yeah. Hanging out in GCW. So who would... Triple, what, Triple H would go to AEW? Stephanie would own GCW? Well, Triple H could... Uh, you got Rock with the XFL. Yeah, the Rock with the XFL. You could have Triple H squash his beef with Freddie Prince Jr. and join his... His, his, his thing. Elite. But I feel like, no, I feel like Triple H should be all elite. Yeah. 
get that sting rematch. Just give him Cody's like script for the next <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> Just give him Cody's run. No, he says he can't wrestle. He can, he won't wrestle again. So yeah. I mean, but yeah, damn, uh, it's interesting. It's crazy times. And then you got Ric Flair who's saying he's going to wrestle. There's rumors that it could be Hulk Hogan involved in the match now. What the? No, stop. Hulk Hogan? (laughs) Jesus. How do you make someone more or less interested in this match? I don't know. Add Hulk Hogan. I'm not, I mean, maybe it's for not that for a lot of people that is interesting. We do want to watch. Welcome that. to the rumor mill every <laughs> Tuesday night on Up Next. Well, Ricky's not doing the match, right? So, Ricky's not, no. So, I mean, who? Richie. Get Richie back. Richie Steamboat versus yeah. Rick. Yeah. David Flair. Charlotte. You can't have any. No. Yeah. Damn. I'm not. I, I am. He says he's also going to jump off the top rope. Rick. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It'll be the finish. It's he, like the he's wrestler. He's been watching Sting, basically. <laughs> he wishes he had that Sting He's been watching Sting and is like, oh, man. Yeah, he wishes fun. he had that Sting run. Like, Sting, Sting, to me growing up, was definitely more a WWE person than WCW. Sting was okay. Surfer Sting, yeah, cool. Crow Sting, way cooler. But, like, still whatever. But Sting, AEW run Sting, best Sting. Greatest of all time. Yeah, he's definitely he's up there. Like you could argue, he's debatable top five for sure. I can see him doing this in ten years' time. Still, Ric Flair's like you know? <laughs> fucking beaming mad that he's seen Sting get all this glory like every week. Like yeah. he's like, I could do that, and that's why he's hanging out with Jay Lethal doing these training, getting ready for his match. So we're watching this this match, right? I imagine he's offering Sting a lot of money to be in the match, but Sting's like, eh. what? Rick? Rick doesn't have a lot of money. Oh. Well, whoever's putting that's it on. Why he's doing yeah, that's why match. he's doing this match. <laughs> Put Gringo Loco in there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. With Rick. So it'd be what? Rick and FTR versus Gringo Loco and I, I don't Rock know. and Roll Express? Yeah. Why is Rock and Roll Express brought into this? All this I, what? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Jake's saying Conrad to, to give. Who are we talking? To do the Sting. Sting. Sting, yeah. Conrad would have Sting to would show it. him up, though. Rick would want to look. Sting would show him up. Rick 100%. would want to look the best out the the older guys. Do you Sting no sells chair shots? I don't know. Yeah, like it's the Rick, best spot. I love it. <laughs> it's such a good spot. I love it. Okay, last rumor mill of the day. I swear, Kurt Angle got some surgery done. Yeah, he's got his knees done, hasn't he? One more match. I think so. Let's do it. I think it's going to be Kenny Omega. Will he be ready in time for SummerSlam weekend in Nashville? No, he's not going back. Is he still under the Fed contract? No, I'm, that's when the Ric Flair match is that weekend. Rick and Fl- and Kurt in the same fucking <laughs> ring. They've fought before. The Woo Battle. The Woo Battle. Yeah. Uh, I think Kurt wants to do Kenny Omega. Because Ken- Ken- Kenny wants to do Kurt Angle. But Yeah, yeah I can't. Like, we'll see how... We saw, I hope he's got Ray's guy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, get the Ray stem cell baby. Because Ray, like, Ray Mysterio, like, 2013, wasn't that great. Ray Mysterio, what, 2022? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, how do do those stem cell things work? So, I I hope that's what Kurt's on. Just because Kurt looked, like, bad in his last match. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's Baron Corbin. He looks in sad. pain yeah. moving around. Yeah. You know, he, like, he didn't look... Even just walking yeah. around as GM, he, like, his legs were like... They're here. The, get- <laughs> <laughs> the walkie-talkie. <laughs> oh, my God, no, Braun. That cost $100,000. <laughs> yeah. I feel like one more match for Kurt and go out, like, on terms that I think he would be more proud of. Yeah. As Vic Bear in the chat is suggesting... Kurt Angle, Danielson. 
Yeah, look, like, of course we want these matches, but, like, this guy is way past his prime, way past, you know, his perk angle years definitely changed things for him, but... Or maybe just have him show up in Peacemaker and have Cena put him away. Yeah, no, I'd, I, I, would, I would watch him versus Danielson versus Kenny, yeah. even if it's not, you know, what you think it will be. Like, fuck, it's Kurt Angle. Like, yeah. he's one of the best, and... His last run, he didn't look too good. I just remember him in the sheer, shield gear, looking all real happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there, welcome to our uh, rumor mill show. Yeah. But you know, when I say things, things these things happen. So uh, we're going to also be really rich and successful. Sounds good. I yeah. think I think you run out of your luck there. <laughs> that one. Uh, should we get into some NXT? We should. I'm just looking because there's a lot of talk coming out of this show. Um, about Fabian Eichner. And okay. I'm looking at our set, and we've got a, a Maven little micro brawler. Yeah. That could be a little Fabian Eichner right Fabio. there. I looked up. We have an Ishii one, too. So just two bald guys here that both could pass. It. Ishii looks like Ishii. Maven kind of looks a bit like Fabian Eichner, I think. I don't think... I mean, two bald guys. But yeah. Yeah, it's short and stocky, though. Is that Maven's probably taller than him. That's what I mean. Like, that doesn't look like... Maven's, like, taller than that. Yeah, I mean, well, I know this is, this is a, is a little micro brawler, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get into NXT? Yes. All right. NXT 2.0 from May 24th, 2022. We're at the... Uh, not at the Cruiserweight Classic. The Capital Wrestling Center. The CWC. And we start with Tony D'Angelo, Stax, and Two Dimes. And Tony's saying, Santos, you thought last week was cute? Well, we couldn't handle things like men. Santos had to go and settle things with brass knuckles. Well, tonight, you better pay attention. Because Stax and Two Dimes, these two stunards, are going to show you what we do for business. Tonight, Malik and Idris are going to get their faces smashed in. And they kind of walk towards the arena and see Santos... Looking, he looking was, suave yeah, behind he was him, watching, listening watching on the with a little time. cheeky grin on his face. Mm. So the gang warfare continues. I like how we got full names for these guys now. We do. All right. Channing Stax Lorenzo and Troy Two Dimes Sullivan. What came first, this or... The chicken or the egg? No, like... The stacks or the dimes? Daddy Magic Matt Menard <laughs> and... Fucking cool hand and Parker. Stacks and two dimes. Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Yeah. And Troy two, ti- two dimes Donovan. Love it. Fuck. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we start right away with this match. Uh, Stacks and two dimes taking on Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. And uh, Stacks and two dimes were actually quite vicious off the gate. They're like just beating down on these two. There's a big back elbow and a scoop slam from Two Dimes. Anofi comes back with a big drop kick and arm drag. And then we get a picture-in-picture picture where we see uh, Legado are watching on. And Santos tells Electra that you've got this. They're going to go to the ring. So Santos with um, Joaquin and Cruz are heading ringside. Uh, we get this big slap from Idris. Now both uh, Idris and Stax... Uh, slugging it out. Uh, Anofi then takes out two dimes with a knee to the face, which looked quite nice, and makes the hot tag to Malik Blade, 
who uh, goes for this like top rope dive. He kind of slips up, but um, he's just uh, like a cannonball here, just running around, going crazy, recovers pretty quickly from the slip, uh, hits some nice drop kicks, arm drags, and that's when Legado come out and um, the Stacks and Two Dimes uh, win by a double punch to the face followed by a double boot kind of sandwiching Blade's head taking him out and getting the one, two, three. Yeah, uh, I love uh, Malik and Idris's like offense. Like they've shown that the, they've had some sort of little character flares in the past few weeks, adding the cape or whatever, the Doctor Strange yeah. cape or whatever. But um, like the wrestling is kind of showing better and better each time I, I see them. Like they are pretty fast and pretty fluid uh, as a unit. So it's unfortunate that they're fodder to like the real new newbies here as the 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 cronies but i thought they had like a little glimmer of like okay like if you were put in an actual like serious big matchup you Mm. could probably handle yourself yeah they've got like an excitable energy yeah when they're wrestling like it's quite like it kind of makes sense they lose in a way because it's like all just juvenile like yeah like young energy and then slipping up towards the end yeah and then they had to lose to you know the batman penguins I didn't mind them, actually. I thought the way they... Like, this is the first time we've seen from them. And I thought they wrestled quite viciously, which I thought made sense for the character. Like, they were quite scrappy. They felt like cronies that would, like, just beat down. Like, keep it quite ugly. And uh, in a way, I felt this made more sense to their character than, like, uh, D'Angelo's style. Like, Uh, they're more rugged. They're more, like, good fellas, you know? Exactly. They're just beating them down. Um, I I didn't think they looked too bad here for this. Uh, I thought it was quite physical. Um, After the match, D'Angelo says, we know where this is going, so let's do this. And there's a big pull-apart brawl between Legado and the family. Huge pull-apart. Everyone was out here. Let them fight chance. Yeah. Everything. No William Regal to stop them and yell, war games. Robbie Brookside. Robbie Brookside is there instead now. He took his role. And he he looked a bit like a... Like a shitty William Regal. <laughs> he does look like Regal. No, shout out Robbie Brookside, but he does look like Regal. Then they're both Brits. Yeah. So uh, I love seeing him show up on TV. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, clearly, this leads to some sort of stadium stampede, anarchy in the anarchy in the arena. Match. Um, I was wondering if they're going to call it uh, like what Tony says in a promo later, like turf war or gang warfare right. or something like that. I wonder if they'll do something like that. Probably. We see Wes Lee backstage, who's being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, and she's asking him why is he why he's picking a fight with the biggest guy. And he said, I was running on pure adrenaline last week, and you would think a week after I'd regret uh, calling Sanger out for a match, but I felt disrespected, and I, I regret nothing. Mackenzie says, I don't think Sanger like, meant any disrespect by it. He says, well, I didn't see it that way. And if I'm going to make it in this business on my own, I need to prove myself against people like Sanger. So even Mackenzie's like, yo, bro, chill. Like, guy he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Wes is now on, like getting pushed to his limit, Wes. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's losing it a bit. But I like this. I think we're, we're seeing a different side from Wes rather than just the joking around stoner. with stoners. Yeah. Um, I like it. Uh, even if he's maybe, yo, chill. 
Sanger's all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe he needs to smoke again to, <laughs> to realize his coworkers are not actually trying to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> so we get the match now. Sanger versus Wes Lee. Uh, Sanger hits Wes with this huge build started off. It kind of reminded me of, you know, Keith Lee, Max Caster, was it? Keith Lee, everyone. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that first one he yeah. did on Rampage, though, where he just launched. The Beal. Yeah, it was, oh, was it Max Castor, uh, Isaiah Cassidy? Maybe. Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, he eats him. Wesley took this really well. Yeah, um, I mean, every time you say the Beal throw, I think of Jessica Beal. Jessica Beal? The Jessica Beal throw. Yeah, Ian Beal for me, you know that. <laughs> uh, Sanger then just steps over the top rope, and you realize how tall this guy is, just stepping on Lee. Um, there's then this big elbow across the chest. Wesley keeps on going for the legs. He's punching and kicking at the knees, trying to take the big man down. And hits a slingshot double stomp to the back of Sanger. And just as Wesley seems to be getting into it with his offense, striking Sanger, almost knocking the big guy down, Sanger just with big one big hand swats Wesley in the chest. Uh, Wes goes for another double stomp and gets clotheslined. And then hit by this huge clothesline, uh, sorry, this huge choke slam. Getting a lot of hype there. Sanger picks up the win. Yeah, it reminded me of these like old Kane choke slams. I'm thinking like O2 Kane or like yeah. when he, I just remember Kane being way bigger back then, and he would choke slam one arm choke slam these dudes. The best ones to me are Judgment Day 2000, Undertaker returning in the Iron Man match. Oh, and he gets and the- he gets X Pac up like so fucking high, right? And Shane and all that. They're, my, they're the best choke slams for me. My, my favorite's Undertaker on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that's my favorite joke no this looks great because Wes is smaller obviously because that's why Sang picked on him yeah <laughs> but the choke slam, he sells it like it's the biggest move so I mean choke slam definitely like lost its thing because everyone kind of does it now but when you use it this you way got that yeah it looks the way better this one. Way. Sang has kind of got some sort of like MMA gear on he's got like the gloves and like a, a a singlet he looks like that like a few of these gimmicks like Sylvester Turkey or whoever like these like MMA guys, but he is big when you see him. The way he stepped over the top rope, normally the big guys do it quite slowly, and he just did it with ease. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I thought this was quite fun, actually. Wesley is obviously really athletic and can bump around nicely. And I think Sanger's big moves, like that Beal and the choke slam and like the swat to the chest, thought looked good. He's not as, like, bumbling as some of the big guys. Um, I didn't mind this, but poor Wesley being beaten oh. again. Um, this is where Zion Quinn then comes out to kind of rub salt in the wounds. He's going to beat up Wesley, but Sanger pulls him away, picks up Wes, gives him a little hug. Uh, so I think Wes has found a new partner. Wow. We found the replacement for Nash Carter. Sanger. Sanger. <laughs> Why not? MSK 2.0 <laughs> with Sanger. Yeah, the Sanger always stood for... Uh, the S always stood for Sanger, I guess. <laughs> what does the M and the K stand for? <laughs> yeah, great. I'm excited. For this yeah, I'm trying to think of MSK, including Sanger. Most Sanger... Club with a K. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, like this was a quick little thing, but the story of Wes is clearly something they're going to work on, so cool. I'm sure we're going to go to Quinn versus Wes again, but... If we go with Sanga and Wes, I'm like, ah, it sucks putting him back in the tag team kind of role or position. So maybe it's just like a part-time thing. 
But it's also funnier if he gets even more mad that Sanga like stopped. He's like, no, I, I was I was supposed to get beat up. He's like Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. Like, no, you're supposed to leave me here. Why are you doing this? You made fun of me. You beat me, and you're saving me. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. dude, leave me alone. I'm trying to like prove myself, and you just keep. You know, it's like you know when you you like like a girl and then you meet their boyfriend and they're really fucking nice and it's like, fuck, yeah, I want to hate this guy. Why yeah, you, yeah. why are you nice? Yeah, but Wes is just he he needs to get over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he gets added to a match or pre-show match or something in your house. Yeah, maybe a tag match. I don't know. At up next podcast, what should we call this new dream team of Wesley and Sanger? Wes Sanger. Sangley. <laughs> Sang Lee. <laughs> Yo, that's lit. <laughs> Sang Lee. Sang Lee. There the we legend go. of Sang Lee. <laughs> we see Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez backstage. And uh, Cora, uh, sorry, Roxanne is like, oh, I'm facing uh, Lash Legend next week. And, sorry, tonight. tonight. And she's so much bigger than me. And Cora says, yeah, well, remember when you had an issue with Jenna Waters? Who? Back in the day. <laughs> I imagine she's some big girl. And uh, and you were fine against her. You took her out all right. And she goes, well, we're missing out the part when you hit her backstage with the skateboard. She says, ah, and they're just laughing about it. <laughs> that um, Jennifer Waters. Yeah. And then uh, she's, Cora says she's going to go uh, ringside to watch Electra Lopez versus Alba Fire. And says that Roxanne's going to kill it out there. I found Jennifer Waters on Twitter. Microscopic builder. I think it was Jenna Waters. Oh, Jenna Waters. Well, I'm just looking at some microscopic builder lady. But yeah, sorry. I don't know who Jenna Waters is. Jenna Waters. It's just some made up name. Yeah. Doesn't exist. We made it up. It's false. Fiction. <laughs> Completely made I up. cheated on my fears, broke up with my doubts, got engaged to my faith, and now I'm marrying my dreams. Is that Jenna Waters? Jenna Waters. Okay. Yeah, it was weird that like WWE never mentions anything outside WWE, but the one time they do, it's to talk about how Roxanne beat up Jenna Waters. After Cora attacked her with a skateboard. This is weird. This is weird. Yeah, I, I think they're already setting the seeds for these two down the line. Sure. Right? Is it going to be Roxanne is the one to win this tournament, beat Mandy Rose, yeah. and then you've got Cora maybe jealous and of upset, that yeah. and upset? Or do you have it the other way? Do you have Cora win the title against Mandy and then um, Roxanne challenging her friend and doing it that way? But Wendy Chu's winning the title. Wendy Chu is <laughs> having the match, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I quite like these little things because I definitely see it setting up for a turn yeah. down the line. Um, yeah, and a little little heelish. Like, what, what's what's Cora uh, doing, like, messing around with Electra for? Yeah, it's weird. And attacking people with skateboards. Poor Jenna. Shout out Jenna Waters. Married to her dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, we then see... Bron Breaker. Earlier today. Earlier today. And two random guys. Jobber cops. Jobber cops come up to him and say, hey, like, something's happened in the locker room. I think Gacy's fucking with you or whatever. And he's like, oh, cheers, lads. Um, <laughs> let's go in. And he barges into the locker room where he sees his... I wouldn't... Look, Bron, I wouldn't leave your title just hanging up like this. 
I guess it's it's, a, it's supposed to be a safe space. But it's it's clearly not. His dad got kidnapped when he brought him to work. That yeah, day. true. Like, yeah, you're the champ. You're supposed to walk around with it all the time. I think so, or yeah. at least lock it away. Don't just leave lock it your locker room hanging. Yeah. Um, but we see a Polaroid stuck to the to the locker from 20 years ago, and we know it was from 20 years ago because Bron says this is from 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't know why this reminded me of the movie Scary Movie when the guy, the character Greg comes out of the shower and like the killers put the post-it note and it's supposed to be like, I know what you did last summer, but it's a picture of him and his little dick. (laughs) So he's like, who did this? I felt like this was Braun in this moment. Like, who, who did this? Who posted a photo of me as a kid on my locker? Jesus. So yeah, Gacy's trying... I feel like it's all a bit backwards because it's now Gacy is me. trying to break Bron and Bron is like, I can't be broken. This guy's already... Pushed- I'm the breaker. This guy's already pushed you off a perch. He's yeah. kidnapped your dad. Um, but like just posting a photo in your locker is enough to send you over the edge. Final straw. It's really um, weird. It's it weird. doesn't make sense. It sucks. <laughs> we then go to Electra Lopez versus Alba Fire. Uh, Electra is pretty dominant for most of this match and she's focusing on the left arm and shoulder of Alba Fire. Uh, at one point, Fire goes for the gory bomb, but she can't quite uh, get Electra up with the injured arm. Electra t- continues to uh, target that, hits a shoulder breaker, but then Alba comes back and hits the Swanton bomb for the win. Yeah, uh, it was pretty quick. You knew that Fire had to get like her first big win since this character kind of changed. And on this little push she's getting, uh, I think we've talked about how I think she should just be put on the main roster yeah. to kind of see what she can do there. Because I think there is some s- stuff she could do. Because here it's like another swan time. It looks good, but like, what what's what are we doing with the it, character? I, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm just not interested in her. Like, I think she's a good wrestler, and I th- yeah. I think that's the point. I don't see this character working in this system. So I think it is time. She's, yeah, she's good. Like she's good. And I think on the main roster, even if you were to put with like Nikki and Dewdrop or something and have like a Scottish faction up on the main. Yeah. Roster, we've would, watched would, them wrestle before. Would be more interesting for all of them. I think, um, I liked how they did give Electro quite a lot in the match, but, um, it, it was pretty quick. And, yeah. And yeah, I don't know where you go without the fire, really. Well, Electra was mad that she lost. Yeah, because Cora is at ringside watching the whole match with popcorn and She's everything. doing the Michael Jackson gif eating popcorn. Exactly. Like, oh, wow. And uh, Electra is mad and just smashes the popcorn out of Cora's hand. Oh. And Cora's like, yo, that's my popcorn. But she Cora also- definitely, like, why is she, why is she start stirring up shit with Electra Lopez? Yeah. Like you said, you were going to be there for your friend's match, and you that wasn't your friend's match. So yeah. you already... She's just, like, winding her up. Also, like, a drink got knocked, too, and it went on the camera, so it made it kind of everything a little blurry for a little bit. Uh, but I hope they... They definitely cleaned it right after. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What a waste of popcorn. That was probably, like, 15 bucks. Maybe. It is expensive popcorn. I don't know. I've never been to the CWC. They do sell popcorn at Access, I think. But at Full Sail, they didn't sell beer. They sold, like, popcorn and snacks. That's rubbish. Yeah. We see Damon Kemp on the phone uh, when Diamond Mine, Creed Brothers, and Ivy Niles come in. And uh, Damon Kemp reveals that the match against Pretty Deadly tonight is off. 
that Roddy rolled his ankle during training and the match therefore isn't happening. And the Creed brothers are pretty mad. They're like, whoa, why have we not been told about this? And Julius says like, well, can't one of us just step in? Like, Brutus will, I will. Yeah. And uh, Dame's like, oh no, sorry. Yeah, the match is off. It's been called off. Um, And they go, well, this is Diamond Mine. You don't just, you work through injuries. You just tape up and you go out there and you do it. And they're saying about how Brutus last week with the cannonball almost blew out his knees and his ankles. Yeah, he finished the match. And in the diamond mine, there is no excuses. And Damon says, look, I'm just here to earn my spot and follow orders. And Julius says that in your house, pretty Deadly's luck will finally run out. Sounds to me like Roddy is ducking him. He is. lying. I think there's going to be some sort of split with the Creed's leaving... The diamond mine, possibly. Maybe. I think so. It, and Ivy. Uh, Ivy seemed to be on, like, uh, the Creed, Creed side. side. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, yeah, I like, I I really enjoy um, uh, Julius and, uh, I think they all sound pretty good here. I thought yeah. Damon, this is the first time we've really heard from him, and I thought he sounded pretty natural. Yeah. Um, less, less kind of high school acting as some of this, like, cast are. I hope Roddy's okay. Yeah, well, well, I wonder why, because they did promote this match. Uh, yeah. Is this just story, or I think was it's Roddy just, just away? I think it's just story, but, I mean, I could be wrong. Because he made it seem like, oh, uh, the match is, like, purposely, like, oh, yeah. no, I don't know. But exactly. Something's up. Yeah, do you think the split happens at, in your house? You're or? saying that we still get Pretty Deadly winning the titles because Roddy... Or maybe Roddy shows up and finally the Creed brothers realize, yeah, we we... Our group. I don't know. Hmm. I would like to see the Creeds win the title, but maybe it, this is a way to now spin them off to fight Roddy. And this is probably the story I'm interested in most at the moment. Yeah, the Diamond Mine story because I I like everyone in it and, and the wrestling is there. If, and, yeah, yeah, if I the wrestling connects, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, if that connects, it works. And because it's more of a traditional wrestling story. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Like uh, wrestling it's, it's just needs to be. Yeah, yeah, and it works. You don't need. Druids and spooky tattoo no. men and, you know, kidnapping dads. You just need to go, hey, I really like winning matches because, yeah. like, that's what this is about. Exactly. I don't know. It's not that hard. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. 
America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We then get a bit of news that Nikita Lyons is injured. Oh. Um, I, I hadn't heard about this uh, during the week at all. Or no, I didn't so, hear anything. Uh, this kind of came out nowhere. Nikita Lyons is injured. Um, don't know the kind of state of the injury. Um, but it's enough to pull her from the tournament. And they've given Fallon Henley, who was meant to be her opponent, a bye to the finals. And this is when Tiffany Stratton walks in, who's a bit miffed that she wasn't in this tournament in the first place, and asks if Fallon's just going to stand there and take the easy way to the finals and says, this little country act with your little country dumb and dumber, uh, and you didn't even earn your spot there. And Fallon says, well, yeehaw, bitch, let's make this a <laughs> I did love that line. Yeehaw, bitch. Uh, Tiffany called her a country bumpkin and then called Briggs and Jensen dumb and dumber. And then Briggs in the back was like, for the, like he was like mouthing to, to Jensen, like, I'm dumb, you're dumber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they talk about how Jensen still hasn't uh, lost his virginity. Yeah, Wade talks about it all throughout the match as well. Yeah, he loves talking <laughs> about fucking his... virgin. <laughs> I have seen uh, Virginity Rocks T-shirts uh, at a at a Zoomies the other day. I was oh, like, yeah? oh, that's where people are buying these things. Shut up, Virginity. Um, so Nikita is injured, and yes. Tiffany's taking her spot in this match. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I've now seen that it's, it could be again. It could be part of the storyline, but. Uh, it was, this this all made sense though I think like yeah. Henley would be like no let's fight let's let's put it up and Tiffany has been going on about this for a few weeks why she's not in the tournament so. yeehaw bitch yeehaw bitch uh, did you hear that uh, Nikita Lyons maybe Nikita was off maybe she, it's a fake injury like Roddy that she's she's off did you hear she has a big fan May oh so she has a big fan there's a fan Drake yeah yeah singer Drake he's loved- moved on from eleven. And Stranger Things. And he's so. gone to Nikita Lyons? He's, season four has been taking too long. And he's like, it's NXT so, 2.0. So do you think that Drake watches 2.0? Because he there's there's talks that he's going to hang his boys with Harland. Okay. And now he follows Nikita. So I do think that Drake is a big fan of 2.0. What do you think Drake's favorite 2.0 character is? Tony D'Angelo. Aside, aside from Nikita. <laughs> Nikita two, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Drake, Drake would like Tony D'Angelo. Why? Just because it's like a cartoon, and he, like it's it's how he thinks he would be, like how he would project himself, like a mafia gangster, but he's not. Okay, <laughs> interesting. I, I'm trying to think if there's like a sad boy gimmick that would be his favorite gimmick, because like he's well, no. Wesley at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The thing with Drake and people are saying that maybe he's a fan of 2.0. It'd be crazy. if Imagine celebrities. They're just like us. They watch 2.0. <laughs> Probably just threw it on once and was like, what is this? Nikita Lions? Nikita Lions. Like, All right. <laughs> Went to watch his mate Harlan's match. <laughs> Saw him throw Spanky down the stairs and was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. So we go to uh, our first semi-final match of the evening. Lash Legend versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, Lash Legend, obviously, the a lot bigger out the t- two and showing a lot of her kind of big power moves here. She hits a delayed reverse vertical suplex, followed by a kip-up and an axe kick to the back of Perez, which I thought looked quite nice, followed by a big backbreaker, Roxanne starts to come back with drop kicks to the knees, trying to chop down uh, the bigger opponent. And then 
knocks Legend down, hits a Luthez press, but then Legend gets Perez up, kind of popping her up for like a power bomb when Perez counters it with the code red for the win. Um, again, they keep on pushing this like. It only takes three seconds. Like yeah. he, she just hits this code red out of nowhere. I love that they ch- they have a name for her code red now because her name is Roxanne Perez. They call that code red Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's, I okay. thought that, I thought that's what I heard. So that's a pretty fun name. For nice. Her, but yeah, uh, Lash Legend is someone who I think like gets a lot of criticism just because she's pretty green, and we've seen her like basically on air learning yeah. a, a lot of the time, but. I don't necessarily think she looked bad here, but I think the, the story of this match was to make Roxanne overcoming the, the bigger wrestler. So it just really showcased Roxanne for me. Yeah, and I think Roxanne just looks already... She's one of the youngest people in the whole company, and she's so polished already. I think some of the kind of uh, dialogue stuff could improve. Um, but wrestling-wise, I think she looks so clean in there, and I, I think she's the the easy winner for this tournament. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think it makes a lot of sense. Have a move right into the top. Maybe that's why they took out Nikita, because they realized they messed up. Like, you can't have both of them in this. Yeah, whereas Tiffany can take the loss yeah. from it. Yeah, um, I... Uh, yeah, and I, I don't... I see a lot of criticism for Lash Legend, and I really don't see it mm-hmm. um, as much. I thought she... Um, yeah, sure, she doesn't look as polished as Roxanne Perez, but she hasn't been doing this as long. And I thought some of the moves she hit, like her big power moves, actually look pretty nice here. I feel like she's someone improving as well. Uh, I mean, she's in. Uh, she was in NXT UK, hanging around. Well, who's she with? Norm Dar. Oh, right. Isn't okay. that recently? Maybe. Really weird. Listen to Shot in the Dark. He covered it. But Noam Dar was doing an angle. Was there a lash lashing lash out? Legend? Lash Legend and Noam, well, Noam Dar. Noam Dar has what is Supernova Sessions. Supernova Sessions. Wow, that's a great name. Yeah. Uh, and then Lash Legend. Super. Wait. Super Sesh? What is it? Super uh, Sonic. Lashing out, isn't it? Super Lashing. Super Session Legend. Super Legend Session. Yeah. We're just yeah <laughs> shipping everyone tonight, aren't we? That would be a great. We're breaking team. up trips and Stephanie. We're putting together Lash and Noam. <laughs> Sanger and Wes. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Yeah. <laughs> we go backstage to Mandy Rose in Toxic Attraction. Uh, Mandy says about Indy Hartwell that calling me out was the worst thing you could do. And then they make fun of her having no tag partner and no life partner. And as they're going on, Caden and Katana attack JC and Gigi, sending them off. And Mandy's just left there like ah, huffing and puffing. Yeah. And that leads us to our next match, Indy Hartwell versus Mandy Rose. Uh, Indy coming out with some new music here. I know I say that about everyone, but I think yeah. this is new music. I mean, she's riding solo now, so she's she's got some new look, new Titantron, new gear. Like, everything's like, it's just Indy Hartwell. No family, no lovers. No way or any of that. Yeah. No way. No, no way. way. No. <laughs> the way. Uh, Indy goes for a bulldog, but Mandy pulls at the hair and sends her face first into the turnbuckle, then applies his long abdominal stretch, followed by a big forearm to the face for a two count on Indy. And this is where Gigi and JC run in, but Caden and Casey, sorry, Caden and Katana run out to take them out. It's all brawling everywhere. As Indy is distracted by the commotion, Mandy hits her with the rose trigger for the win. Yeah, actually, I wrote that. I think it was an actual, just a big boot. 
A big like, boot. Yeah, right. but like this, this had the potential, I thought, to kind of show what Indy definitely is capable of. She had a few glimmers of some stuff, but nowhere near what I thought you could have done. Instantly made Indy prominent again. Like right away, just have one big show up match. Yeah, Mandy can do the, the screwy finish at the end because you know they were going to come back out. But I didn't really get that. I think Mandy has regressed. I, I completely agree. I I was hoping for the same thing from Indy. I didn't see her winning the match, but at least have like a... Um, Hope spot. Like, think, we watched what? Takeshita Hangmat. Yeah. And Takeshita, that's his first time on Dynamite. A lot of people don't know who this guy is. Yeah. And you watch that match and you go, wow, you lost, but you look great there. Yeah. And I, I agree. I feel that's what this should have been, but I don't think Mandy is good enough to have that kind of match with someone. Yeah, it just, it just didn't... Yeah. And given the time and given like, the, the screeness of it, it just didn't really get going. And Indy show nothing. In Which this. you know she can. Which she's you great. Know she's capable. But this was not. But it, maybe no. if it was like a, you know, indie EO or something like that. Oh you, man, yeah, you could great. get something out of there. But yeah, I, I found this very disappointing. I am. Uh, I think. I think Toxic Attraction are sounding, starting to sound better in their promos, but it's too late. This thing's been going on for what eight months now. Um, it's it's time to move on. But with the direction they go in. I don't see Wendy Chu being the one to like take it at the pay-per-view. So I expect even more of yeah. toxic attraction. Well, I mean, Wendy Chu comes out here after this match. Yep. So Wendy Chu then comes out and she has a big sack of balls and dumps it on Mandy. Kind of. And then she kind of dumps it. it was, she was having a little trouble with it. Yeah. At the beginning it's there. like a big like gym bag of like basketballs and stuff. And bouncy balls. Yeah. And... Dumps it on top of Mandy and then picks up the, uh, the NXT Women's Title and holds it up and starts dancing like a like a four year old. Yeah, you see this title. You know what this means. This title means balls. Yeah, yeah. I look. I, Wendy Chu can prove that the wrestling is there. The character is so silly that like, hey, it's wrestling. We love silly stuff in wrestling, but it definitely Mandy selling getting balls dumped on her was really bad. Like, I hate, I hated that. I hated Wendy Chu with the sandals and the hot sand thing. I'm hating a lot of this stuff. I just, I, I hate that she's acting like a, a child. Right. The whole time. Yeah. The, like, the dancing around and all that. It's, it's not believable. And I think, I know it sounds always compared to Orange Cassidy, because he's got this. Yeah. Sort of, but, but he's I not think, acting like a kid. No, I yeah. think there's actually some like depth behind everything right. with Orange Cassidy. And he seems like a you know, an adult human being. Right. Um Wendy Chu, it's just such a two dimensional child. Like, it's like that's Jack. what she's playing. <laughs> yeah. It's like a kid. It is. Um yeah, I don't like it. I like her as a wrestler, but I hate this Wendy Chu stuff as well. I mean, I guess we can just kind of cover over because later Mandy cuts a promo saying that she's pissed off and stuff like that. And basically this match is announced for the yeah. paper, the this premium live event. So yeah, both the Toxic Attraction versus Caden um, and Katana and for the women's tags and this for the women's. Yeah, Mandy says, uh, you're like a grown-up kid, but I'm a grown-ass woman and... And then JC and Gigi say that Caden uh, and Katana are two feet tall and call them Oompa Loompas yeah. and accept their challenge as well. So two title matches added to the show. But 
Yeah. Uh, not super. Uh, look, if Wendy beats Mandy, cool, because that just instantly opens up things and whatever. But I can't see that happening. I, I think can't see that Perez happening. Perez is the, the go-to. It's it's weird to have both your um, your men's and women's titles tied up with such a gimmicky character. Yeah. Joe Gacy and Wendy Chu. It doesn't feel premium live no. event to me. No. Yeah. We go to Mackenzie Mitchell, who's interviewing Bron. And asking if Joe Gacy is getting to him. And Bron says, look, Gacy's just trying to figure out a way uh, how he's going to make me snap. And as he's talking, uh, the screen, the TV turns on behind him. And we see a clip of a young Bron Breaker. And Bron, Bron starts giving it the director's commentary here saying, ah, this was uh, the 85-yard touchdown I did at high school. Um, and my dad promised he'd be at my game, but he couldn't make it because he was in Japan. Damn. Wrestling. Damn, Rick Steiner. Why did he promise if he knew he was having a tour booked in Japan? Look, I promise I'm going to be there. It's like the movie Hook. It's like, <laughs> I really can't be there. I'm the other I'm side of the Wrestling world. in Japan, sorry. It's uh, not like I worked late this day, today. Again, this is just really weird. What, first, where do you think where do you think Rick was? Because we did a best match ever, uh, Steiner Brothers, a few months ago, and we covered a few different matches from Japan. I think we were both really high on this really kind of rare candy of a wrestling match. Was it uh, Steiner's in on January fourth, Japanese Wrestling Day? Yeah, uh, against Hase and Mudo. That was the match. That match. Was I don't a- know if Braun would have been playing football in January. True. True. This is true. Um, so, yeah. what, what was he there around like October? And maybe it was later on, like 94. Time, he could yeah. have been too young. Maybe. But yeah, uh, but yeah this is Gacy playing with <laughs> Bron being like, hey, remember when your dad let you down as a kid? Yeah. So, he's trying to get in his head, but uh, he won't. He's not going to snap. <laughs> I, I hate this storyline. It's so ridiculous that this, the Tron just turns to this footage and then you're leaving it. You're leaning it on Braun to be the one to have to act out this. Yeah. And, and Braun is just like, huh? Oh yeah. There's a video. Me. Around like- <laughs> and then can then, and then you had, someone had to script this, right? So someone literally had to write this for Mackenzie to go, wow, that is impressive <laughs> that you ran this football run fuck off this this character they're hurting braun they are hurting i'm trying braun. so hard to be like yeah this guy's great this guy could be a big star in wwe braun has been great yeah he is he is but this storyline sucks and we say we said this about every theme feud it just it yeah. ruins people yeah we go to pretty deadly who says yes, boy that roddy faked a lame-o injury and all isn't well in the diamond dojo and they laugh that the Creeds think that they uh, that things will be different next time they face them. Say that the Creeds are scared of them and say they'll never be beat and that they're synonymous with tag team greatness. Yes, boy. They also said that they are the snacks of NXT. They are the snacks. Love it. Uh, I love that. I don't know which one's Elton and which one's the other one. Uh, Elton the brunette. Elton Prince. And- I don't know. One of them borrowed Becky Lynch's puffy shirt from Seinfeld, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pirate shirt. <laughs> yes, boy. Uh, these, these, they're just their hair is ridiculous. They don't look like real people. These I, I, I don't know what it is. Don't hold it against me, anybody, but starting to love these guys just from the <laughs> yes, boy. They're, they're making me laugh, and, like, they're proper heels. Yeah. Like, they're saying annoying shit, and they're delusional, but then look at them with their outfits and their flowy hair. Yeah. Like, it, everything is kind of... The wrestling needs to to really hit to make me go, okay, like established 
team. But and hopefully against Creed's it will. Yeah. Like yes, boy. Have, we saw them. What they had the match in the the gauntlet. So now we'll actually have a bit of time, and hopefully they hopefully they show up because um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I want to like these guys because I think the character is just there. Yeah, for and sure. I think the characters are ready for like main roster. Yeah, if the wrestling can hit 100%. Because you could just see people hating these yeah. types of characters. We go to our other semi-final match for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Fallon Henley taking on Tiffany Stratton, replacing Nikita Lyons. So it's Daddy's Little Rich Girl versus the Horse Girl. <laughs> the Horse Girl, yeah. <laughs> the Country Girl. Yeehaw, bitch. Um, there are some big chops from Fallon. And then Tiffany blows a kiss and just slaps her in the face. You get these big back elbows and a drop kick from Henley. And then Henley does the uh, Briggs and Jensen, like the slide under the ring and punching them in the face as they're in the ropes spot. Um, as Fallon's classic getting, spot. Classic spot. <laughs> as Fallon is getting back into the ring, Tiffany catches her with a uh, dragon screw leg whip, um, which looked quite nice. Followed by this double knee springboard senton, which yeah. looked really good. Kind of bouncing off the top rope, off her knees, flipping into a senton. Yeah, very Lucha-esque here yeah. from Tiffany Stratton. First a dragon screw in between the ropes, and then like this tope senton into the ring. Very impressive. And then hits a double, like a, the cartwheel, and then two handsprings into the elbow, into the corner. Uh, looked really great, showing off her gymnastics here. Yeah, again, very impressive. I keep thinking of all the times you see the wrestlers mess this move up because they just don't know where they are when they're landing. I, yeah, like, I, I don't blame them. It must be so difficult. But she had like some oomph on it, like yeah. some speed on this elbow. It looked cool. Then applies a like a leg submission where she's kind of... It's like the figure eight. Kind of like the figure eight, yeah. Just had the one leg hooked with one leg and then bridging up. Uh, looked pretty nice. And then this has done a lot of damage to Henley's leg. She's staggering about. She goes to charge at Stratton, but her leg just gives up. Then she gets hit by a drop kick in the corner, the kind of... Jeff Hardy. Yeah, the Jeff Hardy Naito. drop kick in the corner. And then goes up top for the twisting Vader bomb. Or as Vic called it, quite the twist. Mm. I don't I know if that's, that's not the name. name. No, paycheck. Or if he's going, what a maneuver. Paycheck kind of needs to be the name. Um, paycheck or bust. And Tiffany Stratton picks up the win. Look, I've been telling you, Tiffany Stratton makes it happen. Definite big star in WWE, I think, going forward. If this is still in some of her early matches that have been airing on TV, like I'm sure you know they have training and stuff like that, then I think she's going to go quite a long way. Just like a lot of the little intricate things are starting to make sense. And I think she has quite a look to go with the... The character can easily be your basic mean girl character on the main roster or whatever, but the wrestling is kind of clicking now. Like, she looked real clean with a lot of these moves. Yeah, this is probably my match of the night. Yeah, me too. Um, I I quite enjoyed this. Uh, I think Fallon um, is so polished as well. Like, she just looks ready. Like, I think she's she's got a real, to me, like, likability factor about her. Yeah. And I think her wrestling really shows up like it it's good and tiffany just looks better and better every week it, i think it makes so much more sense her winning because you then got a good strong heel against yeah. the baby face yeah and also i think the match should be they're 
kind of the same size, Roxanne and Tiffany. Tiffany's kind of jacked, though. Tiffany's like a unit yeah. almost. But yeah. I, I think with uh, Roxanne, I think they could work a really nice match, actually, these two. Um, I, I, I like think, this. Yeah, I mean, they said last week in all the videos that Fallon is the oldest in this tournament, and she's not that old at all. So it's like, she's oh, it's 27. It was like, oh, she's 27, and everyone else is like a little younger. Uh, but I think you're right. Like, she's got a, a great look. I, I know that, you know, doing the a cowboy or cowgirl gimmick for her is kind of, like, basic. But, I mean, like, cowboy shit works. So yeah. why not yeehaw bitch on a t-shirt? And, like, you would make that your character. Yeah, you and could I, go far. I don't find her as kind of cartoony. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, it yeah. seems like this – I buy that this is how she dresses when she goes out. Like, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's not you over know? the top. It yeah, doesn't yeah. – yeah. It's not like she's just dressed like Jessie from Toy Story. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels like she's a real person. The yeah. bartender who is a cowgirl yeah. bartender, like rough housing. Goes but to Boots and Hearts and – There you go. Should yeah, not- this year? Yeah, not like Caden and Katana. Exactly. (laughs) Who are fakes. Fakes, yeah. Uh, Honestly, I like both of these two. In in the class of NXT, especially the women's division, Tiffany and Fallon, I think, with this match showed me that. Like, yeah, these two could potentially go pretty far. This is developmental, but these two will go, I think, somewhere in WWE, yeah. We see Caden and Katana backstage, and they're mad. And they say, we told everyone to stop mistaking our kindness for weakness. Well, we hunted down toxic attraction and they better be annoyed. We don't care if it's 1.0 or 2.0. Toxic trash better take their titles to in your house and put them on the line. And this is where Wendy Chu comes in and says that it felt so good slapping her sack of balls in Mandy's face and wants to leave room in her bag for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, I mean, look, I giggled at the line because, yeah, yeah, sack of balls to the face. Uh, but do we? this is the main women's title match, and we're talking about balls in the face and stuff like that. Hey, if the match hits, let's do it. But yeah. ridiculous. Ridiculous. We then get a video hyping up this incredible wrestler, Von Wagner, just showing him all the people he's been taken out. Throwing them. Throwing them into the crowd. Um, yeah. And then get another video for Theo Hall. Um, I was corrected last week. I said, I think this is like a, a next in line right. person. But no, this is someone who's going to be in NXT, uh, literally graduating high school tomorrow. Yeah. By the time you're listening to this podcast, she could already she, have graduated. And she says she's going to have to make a choice of what college she goes to it. And she made it sound like she's making a decision like NXT that's, next week. What do you mean? That's I hope that's what she's doing. I, that's what I was getting from this. This is so weird. So she's got look, I, I say every week this is Degrassi. This is a high school CW show about uh, it happens to revolve around wrestling. So here we have the character who's going through this is nine oh two one oh at its finest. The big decision, the storyline arc next week. Do I go to Dartmouth? Am I going to Harvard? Which, which school do I go to? It's like a movie when they... Did I get accepted? Oh, that's, that's literally the angle next week. I can't wait. I don't think we've ever seen a, a college acceptance, a college reveal live on TV. She also said that... Movie. Yeah, she also... You, could, you're, you may be asking, well, how can she be going to school if she's going to be in NXT? Well, she says that they are, are allowing her to do both. Very good. Wow. Good for How WWE. How noble of yeah, WWE. Letting her do that. What a lovely company these, wow. these are. This is going to be great. Yeah. Dark I'm mind. interested. Beats a contract signing. It's a college contract yeah. signing. Wow. And then like her vignettes are like her in school. I'd want to see her like actually like opening the envelope, getting her grades. 
having right. that life, seeing the disappointment on her face where, or happy that she, or happy. Yeah. I, yeah, I could see like, I could see like a, a camera that follows her around, like in school, like, you know, at the cafeteria, getting in school fights. And I feel this is someone they're going to, you are going to see a lot of that. You, I think they are going to follow her, her college life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying all this. I hate it. Actually. <laughs> I really don't like it. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, I, I thought I was more interested last week when I thought this was next in line. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought that would be more interesting following right. someone really from the grounds up. But I don't know. We'll see yeah. next week. It's it's just weird. I'm watching wrestling and she's like, hey, I'm graduating school next week. I'm like, what does this have to? Okay. For me, this feels more real than a girl sleeping. Like, yeah. this is a developmental. Hey, sp- people sleep, okay? No, no, no. I'm saying this is a developmental sports company. You get that. Like, Soccer teams where like someone's recruited at a super young age, and right. yeah, but you've got to finish school and things like this feels more believable, yeah. Like, yeah, you're a kind of potentially very talented wrestler, but you've got to make sure you get your your maths and your English and your science and all that first, yeah. You need your English credits, yeah, probably a PE credit somewhere. So we go backstage to Bron Breaker, who's approached by Duke Hudson, head of their match tonight. Duke wearing an NXT 2.0 t-shirt. Yeah, nothing Looking says like a geek. geek. Nothing says I'm going to job to you so hard tonight. It's, yeah, I, I hate when people are wearing like just the like WWE stuff. Yeah. Like wear your own t-shirt. Yeah. Or like he's got a good body, just... Don't worry. He, I mean, Aladdin this bear. is the Fuck, first time I'm asking for the Aladdin. No, don't ask back. for that back. No, please, no. I guess he's like, I gotta wear something. Like yeah. he's always walking around with his chest out. But yeah, Duke. So Duke says, Bron, I just want you to know that that wasn't me who is put the photo on your door. And he's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's not you. <laughs> but I want you to know that I'm really, I'm ready for tonight. And a man is at his deadliest when he has nothing to lose. Then he starts to kind of chat a bit of shit to Bron, who doesn't like it, and shoves him against the locker. And Duke goes, yeah, Gacy was right. You're predictable. Mm, damn. So I'm so excited for this match. We're getting a bit of... We're getting a lot of kind of broken characters trying to find themselves. Broken Bron Breaker. Where's Lee? No, I'm saying Duke Hudson. Oh. He's when a man has nothing to lose. He He's taking the breakup with Persia kind of hard right now yeah he lost his poker business yeah he lost his girl he lost his girl i mean this show is like a tv weekly soap opera cw show because instead of like your characters getting killed off they're just released so like yeah these characters are sad because they know their releases are could be imminent Mm. essentially is the the whole yeah they've got to get better at their job yeah or else they're gone like oh I've got nothing to lose. I, yeah. could, I might not be here next week. They fired my girl. Yeah. Fired my tag partner. Exactly. Yeah. Put the vest back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's searching for something. He's trying to find something. We, right we all are. Yeah. We go to Von Wagner taking on Ikeman Jiro. Uh, this feud has been going on for, for quite a while. Uh, since since Wagner threw Jiro into the crowd. This feud's been going on and so long, Kushida was still Kushida in the company. Kushida was released, yeah. <laughs> Jiro, uh, normally doing the comedy thing, is pissed and storms the ring and hits a handspring elbow immediately. He's wearing his watermelon jacket here. Watermelon I sugar. love watermelon. 
Watermelon Jiro. Watermelon Jiro. Wagner then takes him down with a clothesline and then sweeps Jiro off the turnbuckle, bouncing his head off the top. Uh, Jiro then comes back with a Enziguri, sending Wagner to the outside, hits him with a baseball slide, and then an Asai Moonsault uh, rolls Duke in the ring and hits a top rope tornado DDT, which looked pretty nice. Uh, but then Jiro couldn't help himself and showed Wagner his jacket. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, is that the best way you can explain why he do- the jacket? It's where he's going to do his jacket punches, yeah. but it's like he's flashing. Yeah. Right? He's like, wait. Here's my nuts. <laughs> my jacket. And this allows Wagner to just pull the jacket over his head and then hits him with a Death Valley driver. I thought this was the better one of the better Death Valley drivers he's done. Yeah, I was right. But it looked cool because his, his jacket, jacket was, was over, over his, his head. head. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Von Wagner defeats Ikeman Jiro. And after the match, Sophia Cromwell comes out and points at Jiro. Basically say, hey, him, murder him. So Wagner picks him up, goes to throw him into the crowd again. When Josh Briggs runs out for the save. And scares him off. Yeah. So we're going to get Von versus Briggs. Sounds great. I'm a little confused with Cromwell being in the corner of Vaughn because he also has Mr. Stone, mm. a, formerly known as Robert Stone. Yes. Right? So it's kind of weird because it's like you just need one. Why what, You're not wrestling. Yeah, it's not clear what Crom is. Yeah. Crom, is Cromwell a client of Stone's? Yeah, it doesn't is, make sense. Like an associate. Like they haven't really explained. Because here she kind of reminded me of Lana. You know, like yeah. the Rusev crush kind of stuff is what I was getting. Yeah. But you're right. It's It hasn't really been explained who she is or why she's with this brand. Because he already has Robert Stone. Yeah. I mean, and again, do we need a Robert Stone here? Is that like where this goes? Because like, why is he managing him if he's... To speak. I. But then we have Cromwell now kind of speaking Who's for hot. Him. Yeah, I guess. And <laughs> Von... Von's the wrestler. I know what you can do with Mr. Stone. He can join Max Dupree in his male modeling agency. Oh, boy. I, I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've heard about it. Yeah. L.A. Knight, pour one out. Pour one out for L.A. Knight because he changed his name to Max Dupree. Why did they didn't even need to rebrand him? He's like, a- L.A. Knight's already a WWE name for yeah, this guy. They already gave him that name, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, really funny. They really are scraping the barrel of the the bottom of the barrel with these and who's his clients Mansoor and Mace you're joking no that's that's what he's been paired with on like the dark matches and stuff main event or whatever both really handsome men Mace and Mansoor yeah Yeah. one wears a mask I think Mace ditched the mask who's Mace Um, that's the the commentator that Brock took out yeah yeah Uh, yeah. Dion Madden is Dijak back is Dijak Dijak's just Dijak now right no, he's t-bar still but oh but looks nice. more like Dijak. max dupree max dupree they need to bring in Rene dupree to join his faction I, I like why else call him this <laughs> what would be the other reason what would be the other reason <laughs> yeah pour one out for la Knight, eli drake yeah that's yeah, sucks. that sucks it's uh, like i think i think he's a guy that could make it work though i think he's really talented on mic. Yeah. Um, it's it's a shitty gimmick. Yeah. But, like, it could work. He always come Whenever I watched him in Impact, uh, Eli Drake, I always thought he had, like, machismo. He, like, 
He does. He has that, like, aura. Like, he's got it. He's got mojo, you know? Even in NXT as LA Knight. Like, something about him. Like, certain people got... The crowds got hot for him yeah. for there. He came in and everyone kind of groans, like, oh, okay, this is not... This is just a talking kind of guy. But then, like, no. Like, every time he was put in big matches, he kind of delivered. The stuff with Grimes, mm-hmm. delivered. Certain matches, like, delivered. And then... He finally gets called up, and you go, yeah, he looks like a WWE guy. He's a little bigger. He's jacked. He's a great talker. Got even a cool entrance music theme. I'm sure maybe he still uses I don't know. And then, boom, they change the name and do all this. It's like, what? You literally had this guy who can talk yeah. circles around people, and you're doing that instead? Male modeling agency? That's like going to the back of the playbook. Like, all right, what do we got left mm. here? It's really odd. I yeah. Find. Not saying he was my favorite guy ever, but in an alternate I, I universe, like he's a bigger I, I deal. I like yeah. him a lot. Um, yeah. I, I do think he's a, I do think he's a talent that could make this work. It is head scratching, but this whole fucking company is. You've got uh, Pete Dunne as a dog right now, so like at least he's playing a human being. Is he supposed to be a he's dog? He's a dog called Butch. Yeah, nice. Who <laughs> goes missing, runs away? <laughs> like where's Butch? Pissing against the tree. Uh, someone in the Twitch chat, shout out JP in the Twitch chat. Clearly, we missed out on a on something. The what? the girl who is going to be going oh. to school. She's going to be picking what school she's going to next week. Chase you. Yeah. How did we miss that? How did we yeah. not even think oh. of that? The one school we have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we legit have a college gimmick, and so we didn't even. You're going to be Bodie's girlfriend, right? Bodie's girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, she's joining Chase U. We just sure. need a how whole episode of NXT 2.0 just tell, set in the school. You can tell how much I Chase actually care about NXT lately. That I even didn't even remember that we had a college gimmick. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Thank we you, go Twitch chat. Back to Tony D'Angelo, who says this thing with the Legados has gone too far. It's got to end before it go- goes to a turf war. So let's settle this. Last time you came to me, and this time I go to you. And Stacks and Two Dimes are like, hey, Tony, you sure this is a good idea? You're going on your own? He goes, I'll make him an offer. He can't refuse. Hey. So, I imagine, do, do you think it's a singles match in your house, or are we going to get a, the three-on-three? I would do some sort of group death match, kind of, not death match, but, you know, mafia match, or something, you know, yeah. something stupid like Crowbar that. Crowbar on a pole. No, no, please none of those. No more of those. Yeah. I mean, a singles match might be the better match, but you do want the other guys. I, th- I think a three-on-three could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. In some sort of gimmick. Yeah. We then see Mr. Stone, Von Wagner, and Sophia Cromwell. And Stone is kind of mad about Josh Briggs. And he says, look, Von, you've been pissing off a lot of people recently. You're going to need eyes in the back of your head. Nathan Fraser, Wes Lee, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, Jiro. <laughs> All these people. And uh, Sophia says, hey, you need to ruffle some feathers to get some attention. And He's then, getting noticed around here. And then she makes a, a sexy face and says, he can handle anything that comes his way. Oh. Oh, and walks off. And Vaughn walks with him. Is he still in the UK too? Is he still going on his excursions? No, no, he's back now. No, yeah. no more come Thursdays. No back more come to come Thursdays. Tuesdays. Yeah, I mean, this already kind of, we're asking about Stone and, why have both? Yeah. Like, is he just going to leave Stone, do you think? Everyone does. And just be... Is this, <laughs> That's so sad, man. <laughs> it's true. Poor Robert Stone. Who's, he had Mercedes. He had Aaliyah. Dude, if we could be here he all had, night yeah. with all the people he had. 
Frankie Monet. He had Shotzi's tank. Shotzi's tank, yeah. And his dick a lot. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I can see him just going with Sophia. I can um, see Robbie E coming to a indie fed near you soon. Uh, I do love Mr. Stone. I think he's been an actual pretty prominent part of this show. He's, he's helped a lot of characters, but it is unfortunate that they use him and cast him aside. Yeah. Literally, like, as... Not as the character. They literally just go, and we're done with you. We're switching it out. Like, they do that to it repeatedly. I think that's his, what kind of manager he is, though. He He's your smart Mark Sterling of NXT. Exactly. You know, he's yeah. a bit of the geek that yeah. they bully. And that's kind of how you you get the, the heel over his being kind of mean But to Mark guy. Sterling, like, what a stupid thing. And then it just, he's made it. So, so good. He's yeah. Saul Goodman. Like, they didn't think Saul Goodman would be such a big, prominent character in that show. And then mm. they go, wow, we're going to make a whole show about this guy. It's kind of similar. Like, yeah. But Mr. Stone is not They're going to make a whole show about Mark Sterling. <laughs> not a whole show, but like... Uh, he is on AEW yeah, a lot. Yeah, he put him on AEW. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. like back-to-back segments. Yeah, and people. he's on Being the Elite and all that shit, I'm sure. So, yeah. like, yeah, uh, good. We go uh, then to Mandy, who says... The th- oh, we talked about this earlier. This is just calling out for the, the, the matches. The matches. Yeah. The, they get confirmed. We go to the barber shop with Trick and Mello um, and a guy in an Arsenal shirt. He's friends with an Arsenal fan there. Shout out Arsenal. Um, this, was this a different barber shop to the last one, I think? I don't know, but they had different people. It, so it was more it looked like different. different it looked less of a barbershop. It looked nice. It looked, this one, they finally like fancier. perfected how it looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and... Trick says, we got in your house, but I've been in your house and you have gold chains and all this fancy <laughs> shit. Mello says, look, I, I don't feel the same since losing that championship. I don't, uh, I don't feel quite as I used to. And this is when Cameron Grimes interrupts. Uh-oh, I got a little nervous. Holding his title. And he says he's here to talk to him. He's like, I took offense from what you said, that I was lucky. And Mello doubles down. He's like, yeah, you were lucky. You didn't deserve that title. And the whole world might think you deserve it, but I don't. You don't rock that title like I rock that title. You are not the A champion. And then Grimes said, maybe I don't deserve it, but I earned it. I hate this line. Whenever it's like, you deserved it, Chance, and they went, no, I earned it. It's the same fucking thing. You deserve things you earn, right? Like, what? I don't get this line. I did like the other line, though, that comes. But he says, and yeah, all you will be is a champion. Yeah, you were the A champion. You were a A champion. champion. Not anymore. You were a champion. And Grimes says that uh, there's already a guy who's a better version of Mello in NXT, and his name is Nathan Fraser, and he's going to beat him next week uh, to prove a point, and he walks out and... Mello looks a little like he, he normally gets he shook he normally gets the like last word in all yeah. these things and he didn't this week well Grimes, Grimes came in put him in his place yeah Grimes checked him in his own his own hood like yeah. he came over to his battle air like you know coming into his territory yeah. and then flexing on him like yeah I like this actually I ex- I expected it as soon as they said Mello's in the thing I was like oh Grimes has to show up yeah. and like kind of I like this setting I thought some of the I thought some of the editing in this was a bit weird like yeah. it was a little choppy. They always um, were. Which is very, yeah. like, it makes it always feel really cheap. I think it's Borash, is it, who does it? Maybe, yeah. It's his style, because it, it was very, like, impact yeah. as well would do this. I just, 
don't really like the editing of it, but I like I do like these segments in the barbershop. I think it works. Honestly, give these guys all the time on that show. Yeah. yeah because these two will have a classic if given the opportunity. Like if, if given the time, I think these two can put on a banger of a match. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I like this. It's it kind of solidified the character of Grimes. Like, don't forget about me. Don't sleep on me. And he's not coming in laughing. He's coming he, in kind of more serious. He's got a bit of an edge at the moment, yeah. I think. Uh, it, it kind of, to a lesser extent, reminds me of what Hangman's doing right now. Right. Where it's like, I am actually the champion here. Yeah. Like, so maybe take me seriously. I like Grimes coming in. Watch out, man. <laughs> Love it. So we then see Joe Gacy with his druids. Um, they've clearly heard the criticism about them just wearing Undertaker's druids costumes. Yeah. Because then they added like a red mask underneath. And now they're all and now red. they're all in red. Their empire. Like red tracksuit bottoms. and Yeah, it's like, it's in between the... It's like red velvet. like Red, like Senator Palpatine. What's the emperor in Star Wars? Like his red guards. But it's then it meets like the... What is it? Those those red Adidas tracksuits. Yeah. What's that movie? The lure, like the... <laughs> What's the movie with all those the family members in the tracksuits? Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah, it yeah. looks like that. <laughs> yeah. So they've changed. They've gone shopping. They've changed their, their hoods this week. Yeah. And Joe Gacy says, Oh, friends, you did a <laughs> fabulous job. And clearly uh, you're getting to Bron. And next match, we'll make sure of it. And then we get a video that uh, halfway through, I had to be like, yo, Braden, this is NXT. Oh, yeah. Because you thought it was just a... I thought it went to commercial. commercial. Yeah, I thought it was like, you know, some commercial. This was shot like a perfume commercial. You yeah, know, like yeah. kind of whispery voice um, and shots of Venice. Um, this character's talking about growing up in Venice and... Style is a way to speak without words. Fashion is his expression. Uh, dreams are for dreamers, but goals are for achievers. And coming soon, Giovanni, Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci. Yeah. Yeah. So you hear like a woman's voice like describing him, and then you and then you cut to him. I. So I thought this was a woman's voice, but, but then it changed voices to his voice. Did it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But then, uh, like, like, I, it's Italian. Yes. Right? So instantly we think, okay, well, it's Fabian Eichner. And it pans, like, you can't see his face, but you can see, like, his, like, his chin. Mm. And he's got some, like, facial hair going on. So I'm like, okay, it still could be Fabian Eichner, but Giovanni Vinci. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... The Giovanni Code. I mean, Eichner's not from Venice. No. But it doesn't really matter. For, yeah, for them, but um, yeah, I guess it could be like no. I mean, he's a he's a good looking guy. Could could you see this guy as a bit of a fashionista? I mean, look at him. He looks like a male model. We've talked about how Jack, this guy, was always in crazy shape. Yeah. But the 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 fact of the matter is, can we have more than one Italian over the top characters we've on got, NXT? 2. At the <laughs> same time, in the same company, we've got a fashionista. Male model. Oh, yeah. And Max a male Dupree. model agency. Yeah. And two Italians. Tyler Breeze was ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested if this is him, then yeah. I mean, this it's it's weird because you would figure that they would just make it this whole Italian mob character. Yeah, but maybe Family. this is... I, I kind of like if this is uh, Eichner 
I like that they're having him solo. I think we've this guy came in as a solo act and then they put him with Bartel and they they were a fantastic tag team. But like this this guy's great. He had the singles run in Evolve um as champion there. Like I think it's it's good that if this is showing that he's going to have a bit of a a singles run. Yeah. The character's probably going to be ridiculous. Uh but I didn't I actually quite like this vignette. It felt a bit more um bit more of an old school vignette for WWE. It's funny because Max Dupree, right, is Ellie Knight. He's the male modeling thing. I joked that Rene Dupree should come back when it's his former partner, Sylvan, who does Sylvan, the male model gimmick in yeah. like the 2000 something. So it's just weird. I'm picturing this guy is going to, Fabian's going to come out wearing glasses like Bono and then comes out to the ring, get, you know, gets his st- stuff up, acting all, acting all bougie and fancy yeah. Italian. I think, I, guess. I think that's more how it's going to go. Maybe less so like, not like the Prince Pretty, not my face kind of thing, but more just like likes expressing himself with his fashion. I'm thinking like being yeah. a bit more suave, like you know. Yeah, European I'm thinking fashion. more European. Still, like you could be, still be like you know your tough badass, like uh, you know who's that bald actor, the British guy, Jason Statham. Mm. Like, you can still be classy and and tough. You don't have to be like oh my face. You can still be like that's rough. what I, I think. He's. I think this one's going to be a classier. Like James Bond, Daniel Craig, you know? Like, like, Gin- like Ginny does it, you know? Ginny the wrestler? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like female version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'm interested to see where it goes. It could be terrible for him, but hey, it's good. he's a great wrestler. We've talked about him for a long time. Even before, you were right, even before Imperium, he was great talent in NXT, in the Cruiserweight Classic, and all that stuff. So Fabian Eichner is good. So I am am excited to see if they give him a chance to do something. We go to our main event, Bron Breaker versus Duke Hudson. And Bron gets distracted immediately as he looks up at the perch where Gacy and his druids are. Uh, Bron then hits these nice-looking exploder suplexes to Duke and then hits a spinning delayed vertical suplex. Uh, Like, Duke Hudson's a big guy, and he was doing this with ease to him. 6'5". There were then big clotheslines from Bron, which knocked both guys down. And now the Druids and Gacy are at ringside. And Duke throws Bron into the steps and then rolls him into the ring, attempts the recliner to Breaker, but Breaker breaks free and now tries to apply the Steiner recliner himself. But Duke fights back with a double jab to the throat, goes for a leapfrog, but gets caught with the power slam. And then Bron takes the straps down, clotheslines Duke to the outside, and then he looks at the druids. They go to jump him, so he beats them up, rolls into the ring, and Duke Hudson has a chair, but Bron grabs it off of him. Gacy gets on the apron, and Bron swings at Gacy with the chair, but Gacy jumps down. And then Duke grabs him, and Bron spins around, clocks Duke with the chair, causing the disqualification, <gasps> which if he does this uh, in your house... He will lose the title. Yeah. Uh, and Bron is mad. And Gacy just says, Your impulse, you can't control it. <laughs> just can't control your impulse. Yeah. Come on, Bron. Control your impulse. Control your impulse. Yeah, I didn't think too much of this match. Highlight of it for me was Duke mocking the Steiner barking. Mm. He started doing it, uh, which the crowd then booed him. But... 
Uh, I couldn't really get into this match. I didn't really. I just don't care. I'm th- straight honest. The feud sucks. This match didn't do anything. You knew paint by numbers this was going to be the finish of this match. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, they achieved... Let What they did achieve is you can have Braun get DQ'd without... Like, they often do the spot in the match, you know, with, like, Max, uh, like MJF and Derby, where he rolls the, the skateboard and he's like, do it, hit me, hit right, me. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Whereas here it's more like accidentally getting DQ'd. So they're showing, ah, it can happen anyway. But, yeah, I, I hate this feud. I, I, I'm not interested in the match. I thought... I thought it was cool seeing Bron throw Duke around because Duke's pretty big. But yeah, I wasn't interested in this at all. Um, it was just weak. That's what I wrote here at the end. Just a weak ending. Yeah, no, a, kind of a weak episode. It had some good wrestling, but uh, I didn't. I didn't hate this episode. I say that a lot lately, but I didn't. This was just the, the main angle with the world title with Bron is so bad that it drags. Like I, there is no interest in this feud, in this match, in this match main event that we just watched, like anything revolving around Braun and Gacy at this point is beyond repair for me. Like this should have been ended way, way before. So they need to, to, to move along with this. Yeah. I, I thought this was a fairly just dull episode for me. I've actually quite enjoyed the last few weeks. I think the wrestling content has got better on this show. And that's the main thing I like. Um, I would say, I think the, uh, it's the two main titles that I don't have an interest in at the moment, yeah. which is a problem. But I will say the I'm, I've been enjoying the women's breakout tournament, um, and I think the the tag match is going to be great with the Creeds and pretty deadly. I think the North American title scene looks in very good condition. I think that match is going to be great. Um, so, yeah, it's just the two title matches I really don't like. But for me, recently, it's it's been the those like women's tournament matches that have been I've been enjoying in this show. Yeah, highlight of this episode was Tiffany Stratton and Fallon uh, in that match. There was some good stuff there. I, I like the fact that we're getting vignettes for new characters. That's what NXT needs to keep doing. Like keep mm. going forward, pushing, bringing up the new new characters and trying things out. Like that's what the show is for. Half the time it works, and half that time it doesn't. But uh, when your main title, Braun Breaker, just continuing continuously looks dumb he's it's the seth rollins yeah. fiend thing right over again so it's just super uninteresting for me like i just don't care whatsoever i do care about the grimes hayes storyline because i think that will be the match of that show definitely uh so the north american title singles match hayes and grimes pretty deadly versus the creed bros Ma- wendy versus mandy toxic versus katana and kaden yeah and braun versus joe casey Easily one of the worst-looking NXT shows. I think so. <laughs> Premium live events. Yeah. I mean, the main event just simply goes, come on, really? Yeah. No, come on, get out of here. Yeah, there, there will be good stuff on the show, but yeah, it's yeah. it's not looking great. Yeah. But it's well, it's just going to be in front of this order. It's, it's nothing extra. It's just a Saturday. It's not like we're paying 30 bucks for this or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's not like it's in an arena. It's just in Florida. It's just happening in some warehouse in Florida. Well, that's what we thought. Let's see what you guys thought. And uh, we always put up our feedback on the Facebook group and the Post Wrestling Forum. Yeah, I'm seeing no one posted on the Facebook. Oh, no, we've got one here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, I'll go to it. It's Sean who says, I have to admit there was some fun stuff on this show. I just 
there was some stuff on this show I just didn't like. Von Wagner, no thank you. Wendy Chu getting a title shot when all she does is lose? No, sir. This Bron Gacy feud? Hell no. But with all that being said, I really enjoyed the show tonight. I'm not sure I can explain it. They put a lot out there, but the show had great flow. Nothing felt shortchanged. Some highlights. Outside of a botched springboard from Malik Blade, I thought the opening tag match was a lot of fun with Donovan and Lorenzo looking pretty impressive as a tag team. I also really liked the match between Wesley and Sanger, which told a good story about the clash of size, power and styles. Mandy looked really good in the ring tonight, but Indy seemed a little bit off. Clunky. Hopefully she'll find her footing as a singles talent again after some more reps. Shout out to Team Ninja for taking it to Toxic Attraction as well. Of course, Nikita Lyons' injury cast a shadow over tonight's breakout semifinals, but Roxanne actually managed to get a decent match out of Lash Legend without getting hurt. While I may not be the biggest fan of Stratton, just being inserted into the semifinals, she and Fallon put on a damn good match. While I wanted Fallon to win, she was probably going to lose to Nikita anyway. Uh, shout out to Nick, uh, Lopez as well, who has a really good effort against Alba Fire. When I think about Electra's match with BFAB and how awful it was, it's cool to see how far La Madrina has come. While the NXT and the NXT Women's Championship matches for In Your House are pretty underwhelming, I am excited for everything else and I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, and then I see we have one more here. On the forum. From Andrew Thompson. Oh. That's right. Scoops here. Andrew Thompson. Check out all his work on postwrestling.com. He is a legend. Andrew Thompson writes in, just wanted to say what's up, good men. I hope all is well. Proud of the work y'all are doing. Likewise, good sir. He then says, I was going to ask and say that, uh, but I have a question. When Mandy Rose drops the NXT title, do you think Gigi and JC will get the call up with her? Or will they just reunite Mandy with Sonya on the main roster, leaving Gigi and JC behind? Interesting, because there is something we didn't talk about is this tag tournament that they're holding for the women's tag titles um, since they've been vacated. Oh, yeah. Currently, I believe there are, what, two teams? <laughs> In um, WWE? Yeah, so there yeah. have been some rumors about maybe, going back to the rumor mill at yeah. the beginning of the show, yeah. uh, about having some NXT teams in this tournament um like either gg and jc or casey and caden i think whoever doesn't win this match should be inserted like why not yeah and i don't know if you'd have anyone else but yeah i could see one of those two teams what teams did wwe have for with the women they have they have uh shana and natalia i don't know if i do drop in uh nikki still sure. a team yeah let's say they are um, that's two teams. That's two teams. They could always just do Zaylia. Zaylia. People have been asking for it. The people, the streets need it. Is that it? Yeah. Toxic attraction. Toxic. Casey attraction. and Katana. Casey and Katana. K- Katana and Katie. What? Kaden and Katana. Yeah. K- Kaden and Katana. Cora and Roxanne. Yep. Um, and then bring in some legends. You've got Joker. Uh, Valentina Feroz. Oh yeah, and- they're great. Uh, Ulyssa Leon. That's right. There yeah. you go. NXT already has more tag teams. Yeah. Great. You could have Idris and Malik play, dress up again. They should cosplay Naomi and Sasha. Oh, that like would They be did bad. The, the family last week. Mm. Yeah. I, I do like the, the Joker in the tournament. Bring in like a legend t- tag team. 
What, like when uh, for the SmackDown tag titles they brought in the headbangers? Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. I appreciated it though. Bring like, uh, w- was there any other women tag teams back in the day? Just put two legends together Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Well, Natalia's with Shayna. Lay Cool. Uh, Lay Cool? Yeah. Just put Trish and Lita together, win the titles, book it. Yeah. We'll show you Sasha and Naomi. We're booking the two fucking legends we have <laughs> as the champions. Just saying. Yeah. This, this, if I was Vince, I would now book the women's tag division as the to greatest the thing, thing. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Just to say fuck you, but that won't happen. So don't worry. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you, Andrew, for uh, Thanks, writing Andrew. in. We, we love miss you. you. Yeah, let's do a show soon. Yeah. 100%. Check out the NWA with Andrew. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to us talk about some NXT from May 24th, 2022. It was a blast. Uh, we have another week before we go to that, uh, not spring break. Fuck. What's it called? In your house. In your house. So yeah, uh, we will be doing uh, a show again next week. Uh, behind the BD, uh, sorry, no, being the, there's too many shows. BD Elite. BD Elite will be back this week chatting all about Dynamite, of course, uh, and all these other podcasts that we have out on the Patreon. So many different shows. And it's only five bucks. Do you want to give us a shot? Equals pennies per podcast out there. All the retro NXT reviews, best match ever, retro pay-per-view reviews, movie reviews. Everything is up there. We're working on the the June schedule, which is going to be nuts because we love doing anniversaries now. 1997 was a crazy year. Next month is the 25th anniversary of the movie Face Off. So look forward to checking out that review coming from us. And I think the 40th anniversary of The Thing, John Carpenter. Oh, right. So I think we might be doing that as well. So uh, look for that as well. Perfect. And yeah, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and all that stuff, Facebook page, Facebook group and all that stuff. Shout out to the people of Texas. Uh, This is a podcast where we watch wrestling and try to – just check out, and uh, sometimes, man, it's, it's, it's really hard. But uh, every day it seems like there's bad news going around, whether it's more shootings in the States and just yeah. monkey paw this and all that. But uh, I, we hope uh, we uh, got your attention off that for a little while. That's our goal here. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to text. I just said love to Buffalo last week on a show, and it, I can't even go a week without it, being It like happens way, way too, too often. much, yeah. um, and it's, it is a problem. And yeah, yeah. Maybe focus on you know controlling guns rather than women's bodies right now. Yeah, you know, definite. But for sure. Sorry to end on that note, but yeah. yeah, it's it's it sucks what's going on right now, and it's it's been happening way too long for nothing to be done. Sorry, about kids it. going kids going to school, man. That's yeah. that's way too messed up. But uh, sorry, we had to bring that up, but we had to. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate you guys listening to us. We love you guys. We'll chat with you very, very soon. I, myself, Braden Harrington. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that shit. At the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And yeehaw, bitch. Ahoy! Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.